0: On Florida's Space Coast, you can do anything. Walk on water or learn to fly. Touch the stars or even another world. Lose yourself, but find each other. Just don't forget to look up. We're the only beach in the world that doubles as a launch pad. Because this, you can only do here. Start your adventure online at visitspacecoast.com.
1: Today on 321Liftoff, you can think of many reasons to come and visit the Space Coast. First and foremost, there's Kennedy Space Center Visitors Complex. There's a, there is, of course, the beautiful beaches, our many local attractions such as airboat rides, charter fishing, Merritt Island, Island Wildlife Sanctuary, I always have a tough time with that one, and Bavard Zoo. But there is also some amazing talent that you can see and perform right here at Henniger Center for the Arts in Melbourne at Florida's Space Coast. Here you'll see acting, singing, dancing performed by volunteers who live on the Space Coast and hoping to be discovered and maybe launch themselves onto a fantastic career. But even more amazing is the stage production that goes on that is much more than the stars you'll see on stage. It is a cooperative effort of the performers, directors, and behind-the-scenes scenes, crew members who give all for every amazing performance. One such person is Dominic Del Bracco, Executive Artistic Director of the Henniger Center for the Arts. So pull up a chair and learn more as we talk with Dominic Del Braco and learn all about the Henniger Center for the Arts coming up next. Right here on 321 Liftoff. Three, two, one. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Welcome to 321 Liftoff. I'm Wayne Belden, the president of Belden Communications, the publisher of the Space Coast Fun Guide and SpaceCoastFunGuide.com. We'll be bringing you 321 Liftoff each week. Talking about tourism on Florida's fabulous Space Coast. With me is the host of 321 Liftoff, Bonnie King, former Deputy Director of the Space Coast Office of Tourism, as well as the past president of the Florida Film Commission. Bonnie, are we ready to blast off on 321 Liftoff? Yeah. 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 Oh,
0: and you guys know it. There are so many reasons why people come here to Florida Space Coast. Um, space, our beach nature, surfing, and cultural arts activities. And today we're gonna to discuss the theater at the Henniger Center for the Arts, located in downtown Melbourne. The acting and performing by the volunteers on the Space Coast is truly amazing. I know I've said it over and over again. And the executive artistic director, Dominic Del Braco is our guest today. And we're gonna hear not only about the talent that we see on the stage, but also behind the footlights, but also about Dominic himself. 321 Liftoff is brought to you in part by the Beachside Hotel and Suites on Cocoa Beach, offering a great overnight vacation, and by the SpaceCoastFunGuide.com where you will see what there is to see and do here on Florida's Space Coast. <laughs> and joining me today again is our own man of many talents, John Belden, Vice President of Belden Communications. The
2: man of many talents, the man but of many how talents. many is the question. Yeah. Three. Like three, three, three <laughs> two, one, that's it. Thank you for the confidence there, Phil. You know, guys, I actually, I find it very interesting to see the different sets that are creatively designed when you go and watch these plays. It's very interesting, the work that goes into that. Uh, stage production is much more than the stars that we see on the stage. It's true. It's a cooperative effort of performers, directors, and behind-the-scene crew members who give their all for every amazing performance. So there's a lot that goes into it when we watch these plays, and I think when you really understand that part of it... it it gives you a whole other level of appreciation. Uh, with us today is our own star,
0: pre- star, pre- L- L- what's the L- term? L- star performers. Star are you performers. Perform- That's what I'm trying, that
2: trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. Of, I know York's, I had trouble with the open. It's, it's, huh? just, it's just that Friday. man. We, we just drank, know hitting those early mimosas with Bonnie. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, Phil Bird. How you doing there, Mister Phil? Let me see if you guys get this. I've got 525,600 reasons why I love the theater. I know oh. that one. I know that one. Is that a song or something? Yeah. It, 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 yes, it is. It is a is. song. All right. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the trail. Also with us is the man, the myth, the legend, the president of Belden Communications,
1: Woo. Wayne Building. How are you doing there, Pop? I am so fantastic. I can't take it anymore. I know I say that every weekend. But every weekend, we keep getting better and better and better guests. Yes, and today's, uh, no, you know, the same, same thing. we got a fantastic guest for today. Because we have it, a it wide is...
0: variety of great people on
1: the space case. Absolutely, we do. And that's why we do this podcast. You know, it's said that all the world is a stage. And our guest today, Dominic Del Braco, after years of being a guest director and performer at the Henniger Center, now has his own stage with a leadership role, opening another chapter in the history of the Henniger Center for the Arts. He has the talent, the passion, and the dedication, so let's welcome Dominic Del Bracco.
0: Hey Dominic, hey, how you doing? Dominic. Good
3: morning, and thank you for having me. Glad Absolutely. you
0: could join us. So we're gonna hear about you, we're gonna hear about the Henniger Center, and let's discuss the Henniger Center. It's got great history, yes. great, obviously great performances, but let's get a little bit of that history of, uh, of what the Henniger Center is all about.
3: Of course, so um, for me being an outsider, I'm not from the area originally, but <gasps> I had, I know. But I'm here now, I'm here You're now. You're here now, that's what matters. <laughs> I've lived here for about uh, seven years now, I believe. Uh, but I had to um, learn and understand, of course, like all the historical markers and things that were around the Space Coast, of course, uh, you know things like the Kennedy Space Center and things like that I was familiar, but beyond that, not knowing the area um, and and being a theater person, when I first moved to the area, I said, "Okay, where are the theaters? Right. <laughs> How are <Right>. they? Yeah, <laughs> um, you know, is it somebody's backyard with you know a little shower curtain in a box, or is it you know legit?" And um, and so I found my way to the Henniger, Um and beyond it being that performing arts center um, is the history. And I think uh, locals maybe get that and they know or remember some of the history. Um, But anybody new coming to the area, we have to be schooled. Uh, So we do try to continuously push the message of what it was prior to being a theater, which was school Um, it was the only school in fact for quite a period of time Um, it opened in 1901 um, and it's one of the oldest surviving um, structures in Brevard County that's that's open to the public I'm so glad that that. that makes
2: it deep right there it's got a historical background absolutely
3: there's still of course like private residents that uh, date a little older Um, but as far as a public building uh, because a lot of things were torn down for the space program in the 60s and the 70s for more newer and modern architecture Um, so uh, it's Safe from the wrecking ball um, I feel many times in its history but it it was in fact the original uh, school and it was a three building complex Uh, now we have just the one remaining building Uh, but of course um, dirt road there's pictures of just the dirt road with the carriages out front Um, and it was the only school in town for anybody to go to and uh, until population grew and they had to start building other schools uh, it was a three building complex that was everything from elementary through middle through high school Um, and the building that we occupy still today the last survival building uh, was the administrative offices, obviously the auditorium, uh, I believe a cafeteria and some other uh, smaller classrooms as well. And what's really neat, uh, one other point on that is even though it's been some time since it's no longer been a school. Um, part of our members uh, and season ticket holders are alumni from when it was a school. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. so? oh, wow. yeah. That's pretty neat. That's so pretty I, was, cool. yeah. Yeah, I was actually a part uh, through the, the guild at the time um, had brought me on to assist with the 100 year anniversary, the 100 year gala, um, to put that event on with them. And one of the things we thought was important was to have a room dedicated for anyone that went to school there and then reached out to uh, the people that had. Um, And so we had quite a few that turned out and were there to see the building. So what
0: what room is that? I mean, when you say you set aside a room, what do you mean? So uh, for the 100-Year Gala,
3: we actually dressed almost the entire building, which is 33,000 square feet. It's mm. three floors. A lot of people don't realize that. We do have an entire basement. How that works in Florida, I don't know. What? I don't ask yeah. questions. Yeah. yeah. I just have <laughs> buckets ready if there's a hurricane <laughs> for flooding in the basement. Um, but there is a, a complete basement uh, level, as well wow. as the main level with the theater and upstairs. So, uh, But with 33,000 square feet, we dressed and decorated almost every single room. Um, and we had a special VIP room that's normally a dance rehearsal space oh, that we oh. could Converted for them for that night. Oh, I was thinking
0: that maybe you made something permanent is what you were saying. No, you just dressed it for the occasion. Well, that's cool. Like the old desks and things like that. Yeah, we did. We we actually brought in some old desks. Uh, We had some people that
3: had held on to some of those older artifacts and things. And so we tried to dress part of the room that looked like a school with the chalkboard and everything to play that theme. Well, yeah, I just think it's.
0: I think it's wonderful that they kept the building, and you guys have renovated it to for the inside with the stage area because it's absolutely gorgeous. And it's great that it's in that downtown Melbourne area. Mm-hmm. Great place for people that they, they can shop, mm-hmm. go to lunch or whatever, then go to go to like to the matinee, absolutely, or the evening they have a dinner and then go to the to the show. It's mm-hmm. in a great location and it looks great. The shows are fantastic. I'm a big theater person, and I can say you know the talent is amazing. Thank Thank I've uh, seen you there. So you,
1: yeah. you, I can say you are a thespian. Yeah,
0: I am a thespian. Really, that's thespian. if she's going to be on stage. Are you yeah. do you, you I, have any desire to be up there? I used to be. Why, oh yeah. why used to be? Well, I just we're I, open and thriving. Yeah, there you go, Bonnie. Like there's your opening.
2: Let's there's go this weekend. There you go. I'm is this, this your audition? You know, a star you know is kind born. Traffic you would bring in if it was starring Bonnie King. Oh, or yes, anything? yes, right. If Get out, King. out of here. Yeah. Now moving exactly. on. Let's produce moving a show.
1: <laughs> we can, let's I tell you, you know what? Let's do. Let's produce a show. We'll call it "The King and Us." That's, the, that's uh, it.
3: Ah,
1: we're going to okay, pack yeah. the place.
2: Well, we have our writer. We have liftoff.
1: This is magic here, ladies
0: All and gentlemen. Right, right here, you okay. witness
1: The it. king of us.
0: Listen the of to us. them. So now you <laughs> said you came here seven years ago. Now, what were you doing beforehand that brought you here?
3: Sure. Um, so <laughs> I had, I'm originally he from laughs. Baltimore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm originally from Baltimore, Maryland. Um, so I'm, I'm a northerner uh, in that respect. However, um, I had very privileged to be able to live in different locations so i had moved to orlando uh sometime in the late 90s and then i had worked at disney for about 12 to 13 years Uh, yeah and then moved from orlando out to california and lived in california In Los Angeles for three years, Uh, then Washington, D.C., which was kind of going home for me. And then finally, where we are now in in the Atlantic is where I live, but working in Melbourne.
0: And you were always in artistic stuff?
3: I generally was. There was a a five-year period in there in which I did also manage a hard rock cafe on Hollywood Boulevard. All right. You know, That's <laughs> <art. That's> a, <laughs> That's That had to be
1: fun. That's yeah. a great
3: place I was, to have it. Yeah, I was still surrounded by entertainment, but I would say that was the 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 biggest lapse in entertainment. But other than that, um, everything else that I had been involved in, for the most part, uh, would always be, in some respects, entertainment um, in different variations. So,
0: are yeah. you a singer?
3: I can sing. Okay, all right. <laughs> I don't dare call myself that. I work with so many talented people, and they. Prove to me time and time again what a singer is. Same thing with a dancer. I can do enough personally to get by. I've performed for decades um, throughout my life from being a child to a young adult to now. And I still enjoy getting up there. I do miss it uh, in my current role. It's just not that level of opportunity. Um, but when there is, I still try to get up there um, just to... TikTok. Yeah. Oh, no, TikTok don't even dances, that's what <laughs> no? I watch them. I won't make them. Ah. No, I'm not, I, I'm not technologically savvy (laughs) well there's classes for that i'm sure i have uh, my entire incredible tech team that handles all that so anything from i need this whole thing uh you know digital and and done to you know how do i how do i save this on my phone yeah (laughs) right you have to help me with everything yeah but, uh, but yeah, so I had moved here, uh, lived here for about seven years now, um, and I was doing freelance work. I had started my own uh, smaller business, which was called Thank You Places Productions, uh, where I had my own acting students, um, where I was giving them everything from coaching and feedback to prepping them for auditions or college submissions and things like that. Um, Also as a freelance uh, director. So I would travel not just in central Florida, but also around the country. Anybody would feed me. Um, (laughs) I would travel. We'll work for food. Um, I would travel to different places, uh, to different theaters that would hire me as a guest director to come in and provide my services. Where where did you
1: get your training?
3: Um, well, I actually started with going to school for the art in Maryland. I originally wanted to be a Disney animator, so it was a different kind of art. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was my love and my passion. I was always doodling and drawing, and, and my parents saw something there and said, you know, let's let's set you up with actual training in school. Um, but the reality is, as I got further and further into it, as I guess kids do with whatever they're practicing, um, I don't feel like I had the confidence to think that I was going to be able to sustain or do that as a career. Right. Um, in hindsight, Disney animation is kind of dead, so, <laughs> so I oh. dodged a bullet there. Okay. I do, they do a lot of uh, inc- other incredible things, but not what I was doing. I was doing That's a right. lot of the, the three, uh, 3D, 3 2D, 3D, and 4D animation. Things happen for a reason you picked up on, so it was good. But yeah, for sure. So with that, I ended up switching gears to performing arts instead of
1: those. Okay, we would like to take a moment and thank one of our 321 liftoff sponsors, our favorite resort to stay at when you're in the Space Coast, Beachside Hotel and Suites, where you're always only steps away from the sand and only minutes from Port Canaveral. Check them out at com. John, why don't you tell everybody all about them?
2: All right, guys, Beachside Hotel & Suites is in beautiful Cocoa Beach and is the ultimate accommodation for your family's vacation. Once you've checked in, I want you to head straight to the Lazy River and enjoy some sunshine while floating in paradise. Whenever you're thirsty, hungry, or both, enjoy coastal cocktails and delicious beach bites at Duck Dive Bar. And when you're ready to go to the beach, Beachside Hotel & Suites has you covered with plenty of free rentals such as boogie boards, bicycles, beach carts, and more. Best of all, during your stay, you may just see a rocket launch because the Space Coast is the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Only here can you enjoy a relaxing beach day and watch a rocket launch. Make your reservations now at beachsidehotelcocoabeach.com and launch into your beachside oasis. Oh, yeah, we love that place. It's great.
0: We do love that place. And Thank today, you. we have a launch that's going to be happening. So the people that there at Beatside can just go, just stand on their balcony or whatever and look out the window. And there you have the launches at 324 this afternoon. Such
2: amenities in this county. And, you know, when the Artemis launch goes off, I was just yeah. reading know. They're expecting a million people to be here for that. Mm-hmm. And, and that's
0: not even manned, I, I, which is amazing. It's unmanned, right. This it's is unmanned, a practice it's launch. It's the practice launch yeah. that goes. But it's, it's amazing, isn't it's, it, that that many people are going to come yeah. in and then what uh, we're scheduled for 20 next year is when the manned one right, goes right, right. I don't know the date on that but it's going to be amazing yeah, so sure. you must want, love watching the launches as well when I you moved here you still too, went, oh, right. yeah.
3: I do it's art too I do for sure and um, uh, where we live in India Atlantic, you know we we hear the rumble we see the flare yeah. so we still get to be a part of it without having to really go anywhere I, know, I mean that that just tells you something. this
2: county for those of you that are listening out of market that are coming here on vacation uh 72 miles long and yeah. really it doesn't really matter where you are in the county you do feel it you do hear it you do see it mm-hmm. when obviously closer i can
1: so, i can see right up from my backyard in daytona yeah it's mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing yeah,
0: my my sister just arrived from albuquerque and so i said hey today we have a launch so she's excited she's gonna see it today then we have another launch on august 29th mm-hmm. uh, which i believe that's the one that's, that's the artist launch mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she'll be here for that too because we're going on a cruise and we get back on the 28th so on the 29th she'll be able to see it so she's I said, boy, we picked a good time for you to be here. So she's very excited about seeing that. Hey, I want to go back to when you were talking about your confidence level. You said, oh, I didn't have the confidence when I was looking at animation. Sure. But what was your confidence level? Where did you see yourself?
3: Where it pertains to that. (laughs) Excuse me. Where it pertains to that, you mean? Um, It just, uh, as I got further into it and I I started to understand the process better, um, I realized that, I, w- I enjoyed it and I wanted to keep it more as a hobby. Um, there was a little bit of a consistency um, that I felt personally that I was lacking where uh, on the performing arts side of the things, I didn't feel that way. I felt like, oh, you know, I always have an eye for this attention of detail of how shows come together. Um, I always thought that I had great, everybody thinks they have great ideas, but I thought I had great ideas on right. how That's you could how improve on that. Yeah. Um, and then also just even as a performer, um, you know, I would just do what I thought. It came a little bit more natural. Um, I had to work a lot harder to try to be an artist on paper than I did uh, right. up on the stage. Why go against the grain? If right. It, this yeah, over here is going easier. Why, right. So it was an easy shift. It really was, um, you know, and I did it uh, rather quickly. And But then once I did, that became my life. And then I had been working on that and improving on that um, ever since. Let's
2: see if I can jog your memory. What was the one play
3: or theater production that
2: you were like, I, I need to be a part of this. Do you remember?
3: Uh, there's been so many. Um, I can tell you what the first one was. I was a, a child in school and I was the most amazing snowman and I was, now, <laughs> uh, no, but, um, but it's interesting, uh, people that are really into theater, or into performing, um, if you're doing it right, um, you have little bits that you take away from every single show or production um, and even if it's not always the most positive um, you you learn from that too so it's very difficult to, to name favorites of any kind um, but there's Anytime that I'm gonna go out and audition for a show, uh, it's a huge amount of your personal time that you give up as the other performers that we'll talk about. Um, so you have to want to be there and you have to be passionate about mm-hmm. it. So I unfortunately can't name one, but there's been so many that if I was in a show, it's because I wanted to be there.
2: And you can tell, because you know something that again here in Brevard we've been talking about is that, that we have some amazing theaters. Mm-hmm. And when you come here, I mean, I myself had really had not been in, involved in going to plays in so much of growing up. and I Started going when I here in Brevard and, and I've been to so many different ones, they are gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And and but the, the, the biggest thing I take away from it is the talent level. And I'm talking from a very young age all the way up to the the, the higher end of the spectrum. You could tell that you guys want to be there because mm-hmm. the, the, the the effort that you guys have put into it to learn, you know, and and the the just the I can't even I can't put it to words. The glow, I mean, it's 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 amazing. There's passion behind it.
0: So my first... Well, I was in kindergarten, and I was chicken little, and I had to (laughs) run out and say, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. And the audience loved me. And I remember that feeling, you know, I'm like five years old, but I just remember that feeling with the yeah. audience. They just must have thought this cute little kid w- running across I, the stage. But that got me, and I went, oh, man, this is fun, you know? I, I played a
2: role in the middle of the Volusia Mall in Daytona Beach. You did? <laughs> I did. I was this, uh, Im- I think it was like Coming to America or something. I really don't remember. It was like fifth grade. But I was this immigrant that finally I had, you know, I got, I got, uh, became an American. Oh. And I was like, I, all I remember is finally after how many years, I, I am, am an American. I think I, I, think I was a <laughs> because i had the thing i yeah, yeah anyways but, it, but uh, yeah See the yeah. memories
0: that you get i, you know? I, re- I, remember I don't
2: remember it. any of this and you i'm your not. father well i was skipping school and that was i just saw play and signed up no but but seriously that, yeah i was in fifth grade and it was a field trip thing and in the middle of the stage i was yeah mm-hmm. i think it's
0: great that the schools <laughs> bring kids out to experience theater and have that opportunity right. like when you said that your your son went to a play saw shrek yeah and loved it. And he, so that's going to get their interest or whatever. Absolutely. My, so my wife so and I
2: went to a play. We went, just she and I. And um, I don't know, it was about six months ago. And that was like the first time we went, just the two of us. And, and you know, we got all dressed up. That's part of it, too, is you get all dressed up for the arts. And I was taken back. I mean, again, the the, 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 the at that particular play, and, and forgive me, I don't remember exactly what the name of the play was. But the young girl was by far like the best one out there. And I was like, how was that was Broadway? Those sure. were Broadway people right? all day long. So well, amazing.
3: and it happens in so many different ways. It starts, I believe, with exposure. So if the parents are willing to take their kids to various True. performing arts venues or to see different shows, things that they're familiar with, maybe things they're not familiar with, um, you know, that is where it's going to start. They're going to go there. They're going to see something that they either see themselves up there or it's just a way that they um, can identify as a way of communicating yeah. or getting their feelings out. You know, it's all, it's all kinds of things. But... Um, getting them to see shows first and see what they could be a part of, mm-hmm. I think is where it starts. Then, um, Henniger, um, kind of the seg a little bit. I know it, uh, we had mentioned it. Um, we have a Feller, uh, Academy program, which is geared towards those students. So you take them from, uh, being spectators and watching, uh, what we have on stage to interest them then allowing them opportunity to go through classes and training and, great. and have a performance I think that's amazing mm-hmm. I
2: got a dumb question but sure. I'm gonna ask it anyway yeah. did you did, when when Glee came out did that do anything
3: for people wanting to get more involved as far as the youth level absolutely did it, it did it? Um, Glee had a lot of really good moments and you know some other moments that you I know. mean it's TV right US so TV. we take with a great soul. Uh, but but, but I, I think the big uh, takeaway from it was back to exposure you know um have there been musicals on television before absolutely had it been a while at that point probably um, but you had uh, an audience that was watching that show that was like oh they relate in some way, or you know, and, and the the type of material music that they would use on that show. Even people that were, um, you know, in their twenties, thirties, or forties, they remember those songs, and so they were interested in it as well. Yeah. Um, but I definitely think it had an impact for sure. And you saw maybe a boom of yeah of kids that were interested. They kind in of like hip to do it, kind yeah. of thing, right? Essentially, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so you offer that training, and then and then from there, uh, we really grow a lot of the students from the feller program that end up them being in main stage shows in the future. Um, am I allowed to mention names of yeah, people? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, can I invoke their name without their permission? Um, one in particular um, is a, a beautiful young lady named Olga Entriago. Um, Great name first yeah, of <laughs> Yeah, 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 to go, Just wait for it. You're going to yes. see it in lights. But uh, I, awesome. I met her uh, when she was, I don't know, Dancing Napkin number four. Uh, she was the best Dancing Napkin ever, Beauty but she, napkin, that's, that's what so, she was. Um, and she was a little quiet and introverted, but at the same time i don't know maybe it's just my eye but i was drawn to her and i could see something in her that i thought was you know going to be something and i don't personally even though i know her well i don't know her whole story of of her journey of how she got to where she is now um talent wise i mean but uh now to see her as a young adult i mean she is absolutely incredible so going from a teenager to a young adult to where she is now um you know one of the best singing voices She's still here? She, uh well uh up until about a week ago so she just took a cruise contract so she's somewhere out at oh. sea. Wow. <laughs> um but Maybe uh, she'll be
0: on I'm going on a ship this week maybe she's going to be on my ship would that be something? See, now if you on yeah. the
2: arts, you got to go on that boat for but free. But
0: wouldn't that be interesting <laughs> yeah. if it was? Yeah, of course
3: yeah, it would be. But it's a classic example of how she went from right. uh being a student at a young age that was uh you know brought into that world and then found that she loved it and then continued to grow to the point where I I can't even. I could have an entire podcast gushing on her and all of her abilities of just that growth that she's shown. Well,
0: it just shows the talent that mm-hmm. we have here because really I'm always amazed yes. when they start singing. I'm thinking that's like Broadway. Yeah, yeah. You know, for that sure. Is. And the other the other interesting thing is the choreography. Yeah. Love the choreography. And it's interesting because I remember um, some of the kids were in um, the, the, the Child Stars or whatever, mm-hmm. or yeah. the Future. And when they were doing the choreography, some of these kids. It was like in their in their in their bones that yeah. they knew when to move and when to do this. Um, and their whole action change to say, oh, I'm really interested now in, in creating choreography. Of course. And I watch that choreography on stage and it is amazing.
3: Yes, Now, thank
0: you. I don't know if, you, do you do the choreography? Do you have somebody else who does that? Uh, both.
3: So both? Um, there's a couple things going on there. So depending on the show, um, like, the little, um, like the Little Mermaid that we're yeah. getting, getting ready to open. Yeah, let's talk um, about that. It just depends. Um, you know, I will, uh, in every show there'll be certain numbers that I'll choreograph. Um, And I don't know if that's what contributes to uh, some of my shows looking different than maybe if you go to other theaters where they only outsource it. Um, To me, it's more of a partnership. I do still hire choreographers. I give them a lot of the heavy lifting, some of the really big numbers that are either outside of my capability so I know what I want and I'll communicate that. But uh, I let them teach and execute. Um, But then every show that uh, I've been a part of, I'll take some of the other numbers that I think that I can handle and then try the fuse the two together. So I think it... It, this is my opinion. Um, I think that then when you are watching it, it's a little less of oh, I can see where this person maybe left off and somebody else took over. It's a little bit more of a seamless transition. But, um, but wow. I do, I do love it, um, and uh, I get a lot of joy out of it. Even though you know that's there's people that can do it ten times better than me. Um, I find those people. I work with them. I learn from them continuously. Um, and but when then, you
0: know it, you feel it. Of you know course. that's the thing about. Yeah. When you watch the choreography and everything, you can just feel, you know. Oh, that's just, good right yeah. There. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, and you know?
3: in, in the, the, um, the time that I had at Disney, I was able to grow my Rolodex of different uh, people with different talents and skill sets, um, as well as, lo- you know, locally. So over time, I've been able to pull those people in. So now I know what I'm getting from them. They know what to expect with me, um, and we have great partnerships. So I don't use the same choreographer for every show. Right. I tailor all of that just like I would anything else to the show specifically to make it as best as it so can let's, be so
0: let's also talk about auditions and some of the shows coming up um, for sure but auditions well look tell us some of the shows I know right now that you're that you're working on The Little Mermaid
3: absolutely we're getting ready to open our 32nd season uh, wow. of theater since yeah 32nd uh, wow. season uh, if you don't mind uh, I would like to touch back just on how the last two years kind yeah, of went because sure. uh, I think yeah. that's important so um, when I came into this position uh, it was literally at the uh, highest peak of COVID. Um, Wow. Don't know if you heard about that. That's a thing. Um, But um, uh, so not only would the job on a good day in with everything going smoothly be a big and daunting job, but um, the concern for me really was less about the job, which is normally where the focus should be, and more about... um, is it going to survive? Uh, you know, are patrons going to come back out and see your product? Are you going to have performers come out and audition to be in the product? Are they going to feel comfortable being on stage and having to touch each other? You have no idea. Right. So True. that to me was the scariest, trickiest part. Coming off of that uh, was just not knowing where the world was going to be with live performing arts. Well, there was
2: nothing you ever anticipated having to worry about either. I mean, just who, who would have thought that was going to be a thing? Of course. Yeah, so.
3: So through that, though, um, that's what allowed me the opportunity to even be in the position that I'm in, uh, because the Henniger was in uh, a spot that they uh, had to make a decision, you know, what's going to happen uh, with the pandemic that's happening and, um, needing leadership. So I stepped in, stepped in for that. Yeah. yeah. Essentially. And was like, you know, if we're essentially closed, you know, cause we did close down for a short mm-hmm. period of time as all businesses did when everybody had to stay at home. Um, so I had to think about, you know, the only place to go is up. So, uh, it's true. while daunting, I wanted to take that on. So my point though is in doing so I this is not lip service. I could not considering everything be happier with how we were able to pull through the first year. Once we did reopen, um, we did so at half capacity. We had a lot of, um, different, uh, things in place, of course, to try to be as safe as possible, you know, cause everybody has of course a different opinion on that and what that means to them. So you're catering to an auditorium of normally 400, so 200 people at half capacity. Um, but still that's 200 people that, you know, have to get on some form of the same page. So right. we were able to reopen and, um, I can't say unscathed, uh, but through that whole um year, even at half capacity, we grew. Uh That's we awesome. we had numbers uh that were better than you know several years prior. Uh we had uh, really great attendance for what it was. Um and then the productions themselves did not suffer. We still spent the money. We didn't pull back, you know, and scale everything back to be like, oh, let's just throw something out there. No, we still went for it. Um and I think that paid off because the people that came out that year, um, saw that, and then it stuck with them. So they almost became even more mm-hmm. uh, you know, loyal to you because if they were there for you then, they're gonna be there for you when of it's course. better times. So moving into the second year, my second year uh, at the Henniger, uh, we reopened full capacity. Um, and then I'm happy to report that beyond just all the numbers being, uh, we're breaking a lot of records. We've had the most attended shows. We've had the highest grossing shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but now it's to the point where we're adding product. I know from, from Henniger's history. Um, cause I do know, you know, it's ups and downs of all businesses. Um, you know, there was quite a few periods of time where it was hard for them to, you know, get people in there, or a lot of people didn't even know there was a theater. You could be four doors down and be like, "Oh, you go into the theater? There, there's a theater here." Oh, I yeah, thought that was know, a post office. <laughs> I don't know, what, you know. So school, right? So <laughs> yeah. there was still quite a bit of that when I came in. So you had to re, you know, introduce it to the public. Um, and now, as I mentioned earlier, now we're adding shows, uh, we're selling out shows, which is a great problem to have. Yeah. So that and those-
0: adding those shows are great <clears> because throat> throat> I always, when you do that, I think <laughs> the actors, you know, I mean, they've got jobs, they've got things they have to do, but yet they can do it yeah which is amazing
3: and these are people um to kind of talk about them for just a moment these are people that all for the most part have full-time jobs you right. know they're working at a bank they're working you know at a school they're doing things so we do all of our rehearsals our aud- auditions and rehearsals are always uh sunday through thursday in the evening for three hours each night so wow. it is still a, a huge time commitment because we yeah. do it for five weeks so five weeks of rehearsal and three weekends, uh, three weekends of performances. Wow! So you're with these people for you know pretty much two months of your yeah. life. So. Hope you um, get along. <laughs> well, that to me comes down. I will. I will do a, a small back pat there. To me, each theater. I think that comes down to the environment. You know, because yeah. if you're not going to allow that type of behavior, everyone is going to get along. Because Good. it starts with casting. So you're you have to have an eye for the people that you want in your space, um, because it is a sacred space to to many. And then when you are there, if you know just like anything if there's any challenges you have to deal with those because every show has its own challenges yep. But from a cast perspective it's just building on uh the type of environment you want oh, them to be in
2: yeah because you know obviously being in the theater everybody has a lot of personality when you have a lot of personalities <laughs> in one room you better be good at managing that right
3: yeah
1: <laughs> ah you know that sound It's everyone's favorite part of our show it's the pace goes fun guides deal of the week where we always give you the most fun and delicious coupons in the space coast space coast fun guide deal of the week is brought to you by space coast fun guide and spacecoastfunguide.com where you'll always learn what there is to see and do and where to do it
2: this week's deal of the week guys is brought to you by antiques and uniques vintage market right there in melbourne florida for avid collectors and treasure seekers Browse their 10,000-square-foot space with thousands of unique treasures. I've been in there. You can find just about anything. Uh, Create your personal style with eclectic finds. Find special items such as rare coins, NFL memorabilia, vintage tools, and more. I'm telling you, if you're a shopper, which pretty much everybody is, get in there. You're going to find something. You'll find that special gift for that special somebody, and it's really cool. Uh, Yes, it is. There is no coupon necessary. Browse their huge selection today and find a unique treasure today. For those of you listening from outside our destination before you arrive at the space coast log on to spacecoastfunguide.com to learn more about today's deal of the week or once you arrive at the Space Coast, pick up a SpaceCoastFunGuide.com. I can't pick up a .com. Pick up a Space <laughs> Fun Guide at almost every major accommodation or attraction. And browse our, advent, our uh, advertisers and redeem your free coupons directly from our printed visitor guide. It's at almost every major accommodation or attraction. It's easy to find once you get here. And guys, remember, when you're looking for fun in the Space Coast, make sure to refer to the Space Coast Fun Guide and SpaceCoastFunGuide.com for what to do and where to do
0: it. That's one thing that also, that's another thing that Dominic and I have in common, and that's going to that place. Mm -hmm. We love that place. That's one of our... It really is. Yeah, there's so many cool things there. A
3: lot of good finds. I mean, uh, not to skew too far from what we were saying, but um, when you're working on these shows, obviously they are different time periods. So, I mean, you have to find a gramophone. You have to find a phone from 1920 and another one from 1960, because all that stuff goes into making it, you know, as real as possible. I love all they that. They even have
2: stuff. cool little food items in there that's like really cool that I've never seen it before. Like chocolate spicy yes. pretzels, and I mean yeah. like everything in that store is fantastic. And my wife, she loves going antiquing so we'll go in there. Mm-hmm. I mean hours. That place is so big. It's sure. big. It, it's big. a huge selection. So, yeah. Yeah, so Dominic, big, before
0: yeah. we go, tell us um, some of the upcoming shows that you have scheduled for the new season.
3: Absolutely. So we're opening the 32nd season with uh, Disney's Little Mermaid. Um, we're really, really excited about that. Um, it's a larger cast. Uh, everything, I think our our youngest performer is five, and the oldest one we won't say. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm no dummy. But, um, <laughs> but no, a uh, well, t- couple quick uh, things about that that I think are exciting is we have not one but two Ariel's cast. Uh, So, on different nights, uh, you'll see something different. Um, Two incredible young ladies that are local. Uh, To the area, one that's actually still in high school, Um, but uh, they uh, are both equally doing an incredible job. Could be more proud of them. Uh, And just last night, uh, we did a run with fly. So we're going to have a lot of.
0: What do you mean a run with fly? So
3: we in the uh, this production, we worked with an outside company to come and install equipment so that we can actually have our mermaids and some of the other uh, characters fly. Oh Um, wow! Yep, off the ground in the air. Oh, I can't wait! I can't wait. Dodging, ducking. <laughs> nice. yeah. So that definitely added a new layer of complication, but um also a wow factor of course for the audience so we're really excited to get that going and then um yeah we have a pretty aggressive season coming up uh when i came in with the limited resources and people at the time uh we were doing five productions and then the year after seven now we're actually are up to ten so we have uh wow. seven main stage productions Jeez. that are full productions and then three special events um so after little mermaid just to note some of those uh for the holiday around uh, october we have jekyll and hyde jekyll nice. and hyde it is a musical version um it's it's a gothic musical it is more adult because you know there's a lot going on with that story there um, but it's perfectly placed for the the fall holiday um, and then we have not one but two um, things for uh, the December holiday we have both Miracle on 34th Street as a straight play nice. and then we have a one weekend special event which is the uh, Hedeger. A holiday Spectacular. Uh, to me, it's like Radio City, but in Melbourne. <laughs> nice. I like it. I'm going to make my own. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> do you, you want to be a rocket? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah yes. Bonnie could do that. Yeah. So we'll have that uh, for the holiday, um, and that's a one-weekend special event. And then in the new year, some other notable things. We have Aveda, uh, which, of course, is popular. Um, we have The Color Purple, which we're excited about I in February. I want to see that one. Yeah. Yeah, yep, for uh, February. Uh, we have Legally Blonde, Avenue Q. That's a big one. Yeah, Avenue Q is an adult comedy. We're gonna end oh, the season funny. with that.
0: That is so great. <laughs> yeah. So give us the yeah. website where they can go and just look at everything fabulous. Absolutely, for you. it's
3: wwwhennekercenter.com or com Wonderful. now. Wonderful. Absolutely.
0: I, I thank you so much for coming. Of course. You know, really. This is You know, why, why don't so you great. give the
1: email address to them also? I'm sure that we have people listening that may have questions. So
0: off uh, to us uh, in, or to
1: no to info at Yes. Oh, I info just at, did it. Okay,
0: yeah. okay, great. I'm sorry. You didn't know, I didn't know if you were talking about the Space Coast Fun Guide. Because sure. we do get a lot of questions at info sure. yeah. at spacecoastfunguide.com, and they'll ask about theater. Of course. you know. Yeah,
3: we have our Facebook page, our Instagram page, as well wonderful. as our website and email.
0: Yeah, well, awesome. we yeah. just want to appreciate it so much, and thank you so much for coming. And of course, yep. I can't wait to go and see some of these shows because I love it. Take we we want to see you, a Bonnie. guest appearance. It by Bonnie. is so much fun.
2: Yeah, Phil was a was, yeah, uh, was me, a Take me with you, Bonnie. You were what, what? Did you play? You were in a play, weren't you? Or uh, I was in a few actually. you were in a theater. Really? Right? You're, yeah, you're. But f- I was I was part of the crew though. So I mean, I just that's the we part need those. that I, I liked because uh, how how the chaos was organized was just amazing to me. How yeah. the, you you change your wardrobe in like ten seconds, and then uh-huh. the stage is different. Yeah, it's amazing how they do <laughs> that. Like you see that during plays, whatever, and they they jump behind a thing and they jump back out and they got a whole other. I'm like, how the heck did that happen? Like, oh yeah,
3: it's magic. It's magic. Um, <laughs> <See>? <laughs> God bless can't you. tell you all the secrets. No. All right, I'll keep it. Oh keep it real. boy.
0: Well, you know, um, there's great activities that's going on here all the time, and you can go visit visit spacecoast.com, and you can get a list of all the special events, and of course they're in the Space Coast Fun Guide because you have five pages of all the events Cultural that are going events, on that's happening it. everywhere. And when you're when you're planning your vacation you want to look at that to see you know what you want to do while you're here that's uh, what
2: you listen visitors are here on average about five days yeah and we know there's a Kennedy day in there we know there's an orlando day in there and then outside of that they're trying to find things to fill it up check out our event section on our website com. check out the cultural five-page spread from all yes. the different events so when you're here you got something to do with your family absolutely
0: yes now next week we're going to talk about alligators
2: gator 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 gator, gator. Mm. brandon
0: fisher from um, gatorland is going to be here to discuss the 110 acre theme park and wildlife preserve there's uh, they they call themselves the alligator capital of the world and there's even a screaming gator zip zipline <laughs> I don't Whoa. know if you do that. I don't know if I you'd will be brave enough to do that. I to done do that. that. No, I'll do it. Absolutely. Sounds kind of crazy, but it also sounds like fun. Just another thing that we like to do here. And
1: you won't be here next week.
0: And I won't be here. I'll be on a cruise, but I will be thinking of you all. We're going to miss okay. you. Yes, I will. But listen, we thank you, Dominic. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Everybody have a great week, and we will see you next week.
1: That's, right. That's a wrap.